Welcome to the LBCF podcast. Our vision is to learn to live and love like Jesus, where we live, work, and play. To find out more about our community, you can visit us at lbcf.org. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by this teaching from our community. All right. Uh, Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm happy again to be able to uh, share with you all. Um, I feel like um, it's getting kind of old saying I'm happy to see you all again because I'm I'm not seeing most of you. But um, I know um, I really enjoy receiving texts of you guys in your pajamas, kicking your feet up, listening to worship and the messages. And I love seeing you guys in your spaces. And I actually, I don't take it lightly that you are inviting me into probably the holiest ground that you'll ever inhabit, which is your home. Um, and so I, I thank you for inviting us into your home. Um, I think that is a holy space. Um, so I wanted to give you guys just a little bit of an update of where I'm coming in today. Um, I think that it's day to day that all of us are feeling and experiencing things um, differently. <laughs> and so um, things change a lot. Uh, I intentionally in my notes today said um said how I come to the message today, and then I wrote leave blank intentionally so that I can make sure that I'm being vulnerable with you guys about where I'm at. And today um, at 9 a.m. I was pretty weary, and then at 9.45 I started to feel better. I wasn't as nervous to bring the messages I had felt in the last few days. And then in the last 70 seconds I started to get nervous again. So it changes that rapidly, but um, I uh, my... Family's doing well. Um, obviously, the, the the way that things are impacting us comes in waves and changes. Um, I've been keeping my hands busy. My uh, coffee cup right there is resting on a new dining table that I was able to make for my family. And so having the time to do some of these things and ways to be creative have definitely had some blessings. And there have been a little hidden fun things in there. So um, that's where I come today. Um Today we're covering Romans chapters 9 through 16, and if you have any history in uh, reading the Bible or if you grew up in church, you might know that covering that much from Romans uh, is quite the task. It's also probably impossible, and so rather than trying to really unpack all of the really deep theology or the rich history that exists in Romans, I want to, to try and get to Paul's heart in this letter. Um, But first, I want to give a little bit of an overview of what we've covered so far and sort of the the overall um, structure of Romans so that we know kind of where we find ourselves today. uh, Chapters 1 through 3 cover the problem of human sin and the inability of the law, the all of these 600 and some laws that the Israel the Israelites had in order to um, live righteously but that the law never really dealt with the problem of sin in the human heart. Um, And then the next five chapters talk about how Jesus coming is actually the solution to what that fell short in, what that needed completion of. And so um, that was the first eight chapters. And then chapters 9 through 11 deal with this really complicated reality that the Gentiles and the Jewish 
Christians found themselves and their reality was being upended and Paul was coming to help them not get so panicked about that, but that this upending and this new inclusion of these people who had been in, uh, excluded for thousands of years was a part of God's plan all along. That part of his plan was to include these people who were outsiders. And so he sort of outlines for these people who were having a real tough time with this new reality, why that's not a problem and why that's actually a good thing. And through Jesus, we are all, um, we all come to Jesus through faith and why that's such good news. And then chapters 11 through 15 are these really unique passages uh, that are filled with practical examples of what this new life looks like. And so I want to outline what Paul's message in these chapters might be. I'm very well aware that if you're at home trying to wrangle or pay attention to anything for more than five minutes, it may not be possible for you and it may uh, turn into chaos quickly. So I wanted to make sure that I leave you guys with something you can take home quickly. Um, and I, I believe that Paul's message in chapters 9 through 16 is this, that we all come through Jesus. We all depend on grace. Our unity is based on essentials and our unity and love in our diversity and without escaping our differences is the design of the church. That our differences and our uniqueness is the design of the church and that is how God brings his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. That there's something special about the ways that we are unique that we don't need to try to get rid of. We need to try to find a way to live in love while we honor the fact that we are so different. And so um, it, it is kind of rare that we get such straightforward advice. Chapter 12 of Romans is one of uh, those chapters. And I have some special guests that I want to bring in today. Um, I've got some special guests. I want to bring in my family. I'm going to be letting my my wife, Vanessa, read chapter 12. And uh, if my kids go crazy, I'm going to rush them into the other room so you guys can listen. But uh, if not, then hopefully we can all just in enjoy this time of reading Romans 12. Romans 12. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, and of course, sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ, According to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, in proportion to our faith. If service, in our serving. The one who teaches, in his teaching. The one who exhorts, in his exhortation. The one who contributes, in generosity. The one who leads, with zeal. The one who does acts of mercy, with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine. 
abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Patient. <laughs> be consistent, constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. All right. Now we, I can eat the gummies. Now you can eat the gummies. Now Yay! she can eat the gummies. <laughs> now can we be loud? Um, so if you guys did not, have never witnessed a miracle, some people say, I've never seen a miracle. You just saw one. So the fact that they stayed quiet that whole time is miracle enough for me. Um, so we have this amazing sort of list of ways that we can practically live side by side without trying to get rid of what makes us different and unique. Paul kind of knew that these people were going to need some real practical tips on how to do this and what this looks like. Um, Paul is not saying here that, um, and then Paul goes straight from there and he, he touches on something that was a really heightened problem then, and that was this talk about food and dietary restrictions. And Paul sort of unpacks and says, for the person who is refraining to eat, let them refrain to eat. For the one who has freedom to eat, let them have freedom to eat. Now, the, the reality is this is not something as simple as like going vegan or not going vegan. This is people who who followed this as a way of worship to their God, that there were people during the Maccabean era that died because they wouldn't eat pork. That's how much it meant to them. They refused to eat even if it meant their life. And so something that was this significant for these people personally and culturally and religiously, he's saying that if those things which are sacred and important and treasured to you cause you to break unity, fellowship or relationship because those people don't believe in the same way um, if it causes you to break unity and it's not an essential matter that we've got it backwards that we've got something backwards if we're breaking fellowship and relationship over disputable matters we've got it backwards paul lays it out here and, and he says we have to find a way to live with that tension 
He's also not saying to just throw certain things off that we find important. He's saying, no, bring your convictions and your passions. We don't want to melt everybody down into believing the same things or believing in the same ways. He's saying, in, he's saying the church has an opportunity to be the showcase of how to love in the midst of being different. That the church actually does this kind of stuff. That that's one of the ways that we are unique. Jesus said that, of course, it's easy to love those who are kind to you, to love those who look the same as you. So um, that there's also this amazing freedom that we have that we can put down our freedoms if it means maintaining the unity, if it means maintaining the good relationship with other people. And so there is an amazing freedom when we can actually say no to our own flesh and to our own desires if it means that we maintain relationship. So a community doing that would have to be really good at living in the midst of tension. And so sometimes we try to find this cheap, quick fix. And the cheap fix is often doing some co-ops to try to find out who thinks like you, who worships like you, who is educated like you, who has the same experiences as you, um, who votes like you, and then only associating with those people and conveniently avoiding the others. Our differences are actually what make up the different parts of the whole, what Paul calls the body of Christ. So I want to give some examples um, of how I think this might play out. So imagine you're standing, let's say, in a field, and you feel your feet starting to rumble underneath you, the ground starting to shake. Um, if that's all that you had were feet, you wouldn't really know what was happening. But imagine if your ears worked and you could hear a train horn getting louder. All of a sudden, your feet feeling the ground moving and your ears hearing the train getting louder, you would know something's coming towards you. Imagine then if your eyes were working and you could see that you're standing on train tracks and that there's no train coming to you from this direction so that must mean something's coming from behind so all together these body parts that experience the reality in their own unique way come together and we put the pieces together to figure out what's happening or let's say imagine you're swimming and your eyes are closed and you feel rushes of cold water and, and some streams of nice warm refreshing water and then your ears work and you hear a splashing of waves but then your eyes work and you realize you're in the kiddie pool all of a sudden those rushes of warm water aren't so refreshing anymore all of a sudden these things that made sense to the other parts of us aren't exactly what we thought they were once all of the parts work together so all of these parts whether you're an eye or an ear or a nose or a mouth or a hand or a foot come together and we all make sense of the reality that's around us by contributing to the body. When we contribute to the body with our uniqueness, not trying to throw it off, not everyone trying to be an eye, not everyone trying to be a teacher, not everyone trying to be a prophet, Paul says we honor the fact that we are unique and we need that uniqueness to bring in, bring that exact conviction that you have, that passion that you have, because it's when we bring that together that unity is actually how we make sense of the world around us. And so when we do that, Paul knows that if we're going to allow people to be their unique, complicated selves, that there's going to be some inherent and necessary 
com complications in that. And so we need some practical ways that we can live and love next to each other. Um, and so I think chapter 12 is one of those ones. As Vanessa was reading it, I was like, I have practical ways in which I sucked at that every day this week. So I'm like, it's not about nailing it. It's just saying like, we need to look at the life in Christ as how do we live side by side with those people. And so the point is that God's spirit is at work within you too. Not just a small team of church leadership, not just a team of elders. He's at work in you and your kids. He's at work in all of you. And so I pray every night that the Lord would give Sierra dreams. And I ask her every day, what did you dream about? Because sometimes I think she has dreams that are that should be um, convicting and directive and, and hopeful and waking new things up in me. And I think that that's what we need to be looking for is how are each of us a different body part and what do we need to bring in order to make sense of our world. So yes, there will be differences and arguments and frustrations and hurt feelings. And that's why we need to practice loving well, forgiving well, figuring out how to do this together, not just finding out who thinks the same way that we do. And so doesn't the world need to know that God shows up in love even when we aren't put together completely? And so Paul tells us in chapter 14, verse 1, accept the one who's faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. Paul's message here is that make the provision for the other. Don't argue over disputable things. Let the things that you don't practice that are sacred for others, let them practice it. Like make room for other people because we have work to do. The work that we're meant to do is not just uh, split hairs ab about how we can all believe the exact same way. He's saying, no, the church needs to live in love because our work is out there. Our work is out there sh to, to bring the good news to the lost. And so if, if we spend all of our time trying to figure out how we can just break down who we are and be the exact same person, be the exact same body part, we're missing it. He's saying we have to figure out how to love each other in the midst of all these differences because we have work to do. All this infighting that we have and all of these conversations that seem like the church is just looking at themselves and trying to figure out that. I'm like, there's there's value in that. And there's sometimes there are things that we need to unpack and we need to really look at closely. Um, and I think that that's important. But ultimately, our job is to live in love and unity if we can, if at all possible, be at peace with each other. And so um, I think that that's Paul's heart in chapters 9 through 16. And I want to read a benediction from chapter 15. It, it also plays off of, um, it's, it's the same thing that Mary read, but I'm going to uh, start in verse 5. And it says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and with one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for letting me teach and be with you in your holy spaces of your home. And now let's continue in worship by the taking of communion. And so for that and worship, I'm going to pass it off to Barb.
We hope this teaching has encouraged and challenged you. We always have more resources available at our website, lbcf.org. And wherever you are and wherever you're listening, we pray you be filled with grace to learn to live in love like Jesus.